Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Monday, this the 23rd day in January of 2023. I'm your host, Michael Kimmett, bringing you four of the most crucial current events in cyber and technology that you need to catch up on from over the weekend. And we're going to start with phones. If you use a cellular phone, you probably have a mobile carrier. And one mobile carrier claims to be progressive and one of the best, and that is T-Mobile. Now, T-Mobile is progressing by making billing very affordable and also customizable for its customers, allowing both pre- and post-paid accounts. Unfortunately, regardless of whether you have a pre- or post-paid account, criminals may have your data. Uh, T-Mobile was investigating an incident in January, which they say they detected early within 24 hours, and they traced it to a leak of data from an application programming interface. That just is a uh, piece of code that allows uh, applications or services to communicate to each other without the need for a human to process every single one, often millions of transactions, and it allows networks like T-Mobile to work quickly. Unfortunately, that API was being exploited starting all the way back in the 5th of November, and it leaked 37 million customers' data to include things like their phone number and some other details as well. And so that's problematic because while the details leaked did not, this is the good news, have your payment information or your social security or other identifying number, it did have, again, your date of birth, whether your plan was prepaid, your email address. And so likely criminals can use that data to target you either with scams, whether that's via phishing, phone call, or even in some cases, letters in your post box. And there's another breach we need to talk about that impacted customers of a firm. This one, FanDuel. FanDuel is an online sports wagering platform, and it's usually successful. But if you're a user, you may have had your email address exposed by their mail service. Again, in this month of January 2023, MailChimp, which is an email security service or just service in general, but they have security modules, uh, confirmed that they had a data breach. What happened is that uh, a MailChimp employee's credentials were stolen during a social engineering attack, allowing access to MailChimp and MailChimp customers' data. And FanDuel is saying that this data was relative to uh, a a number of their customers, and that detail includes email address. Uh, And so what you need to know is that this is problematic because your name and email address, like we just talked about, could be used to target you. So if you're a FanDuel user and you start getting emails that don't look officially from FanDuel, they might not be. It might be criminals trying to capitalize on this stolen data. And stolen data is not the only thing to be concerned about when it comes to your use of services online. In fact, according to Europe, whose uh, GDPR, or privacy regulation, is very stringent, the use of cookies and other data use by these big firms is something that needs to be transparent to you so that you can make a decision. And the Irish Data Protection Commission, or DPC, has fined WhatsApp, the meta firm, 5.5 million euros for violating Article 7 of GDPR. Basically, the complaint is that 
Meta made it so that WhatsApp users either accepted very specifically the way that they uh, access data or the, the application simply would not load. And that Article 7 of GDPR says that users must be given freely consent uh, and details on specific, informed, and unambiguous basis, quote, without pressure, influence, or elements that introduce imbalance. And by saying accept this or you're not allowed to use the platform, that is pressure and influence in a nutshell. And so in order for WhatsApp to continue to operate, they have to change how they use data. So if you operate a big firm, you should be well aware by now of those regulations, specifically in Europe. There's other places that have very stringent data controls uh, like this, such as California, whose Consumer Protection Act, or CCPA, uh, has very similar language. And the globe seems to be moving in a more privacy-focused and transparent use of data method. So if you again, if you're going to operate a business, be very aware of this so that you don't find yourself being fined, in this case, by Ireland. And we're going to end today because in science and technology, uh, there's a huge impetus on the ability of very intelligent people who are very dedicated being able to help protect and ensure the growth of technology and cybersecurity. Well, one problem is that there's a looming recession that is impacting these companies' ability to fund that human talent. And so over the weekend, there was a number of stories about Google employees, specifically in New York, who found out that they weren't working, quote, by the fact that their badge didn't work. And it would be pretty devastating to many to find out you're not employed because the door is locked for you. Now, there is a bit of context here. Many of these employees who experienced this actually did get an email prior uh, in which they were let uh, made aware, rather, that they were let go from Google. And again, this is largely for financial reasons, not necessarily performance reasons. And when there's very large companies like Google, it's easy to see Google buying and selling stock and making business decisions with large sums of money that uh, many people feel, quote, could be used to fund their human capital. But th that's um, short-sighted because the business has a commitment to ensuring that they can pay some employees moving forward, hopefully all, in this case, because of a recession, they're making business plans that require very difficult decisions. And for some who are losing their positions, difficult is a different meaning than a CEO has to decide what stock to buy versus pay an employee. And that might seem a little harsh, but when you're in a position where you have a requirement to ensure profit for your company, uh, employment for the future for employees, these are very difficult and complex situations. Not as simple as just saying the business, quote, has money, which, yes, they do. But when it comes to HR, these decisions are not made lightly. So, again, you're going to hear that a lot of tech firms, notably... Companies like Microsoft, for example, Salesforce, Amazon, and yes, in this case, Alphabet, who owns Google, uh, are laying off employees. And in this case, it does feel that Google uh, did not give employees uh, a long enough notice or in-person notice prior to some employees showing up for work. I'm going to guess because they didn't check their email to see the notice. 
Uh, and if it was sent overnight, well, that is uh, poor practice and uh, Google does deserve some ire if that's the case. But again, if employees got an email on Friday afternoon, they showed up to work Monday, uh, there's a question of did they have access to their work email and also Friday afternoon might not be the best time to send an employee an email that they were let go. So again, I think there's more to this story uh, for specific employees, but an opportunity for firms like Google to grow in their compassionate side and maybe let people know ahead of time going into a weekend um, so that there's not these misperceptions uh, of uh, big, bad, evil businesses uh, when it comes to employees showing up on Monday and finding out um, that they're no longer employed. Now, to the average person, what does this mean? It means that cybersecurity workers are probably going to have more placed on their shoulders because there's more work to be done in a growing community uh, and world. And at the current moment, human talent is not provided because of the economic situation. So we may see more cyber crime. We may see more burnout. We more see more movement between companies of very prestigious workers who are just looking for a change of scenery for one reason or another. It also means that the job market is going to be incredibly more competitive. And so if you're looking to get into cybersecurity, make sure you're uh, going to school, make sure you're getting certificates, make sure you're getting experience so that you can achieve the job that you want. Uh, unfortunately, with a recession, sometimes there's an impact on technology, and we're seeing it in the form of, uh, at this time again, very unfortunate layoffs of many folks in the sector. That'll do it for me today. Thank you all so very much. Have a fantastic and outstanding Monday. It's going to be a great week, so stay safe, stay strong, stay healthy, and we'll see you tomorrow. Michael Kimmett signing off. Ciao. Welcome back, listeners. Today's tip of the cap goes to a volleyball player, Bruno Schmidt. He won Olympic gold for Brazil in 2016 and multiple world championships after and is retiring at the very old age of 36. Uh, Bruno Schmidt has decided that the pressures of volleyball are substantial and will move on to a career as a lawyer after he has graduated from university. So to you, Bruno Schmidt, for transitioning from a very prestigious sports career to the next phase of your life, showing that just because you are at the pinnacle of your sport, gold in the Olympics, does not mean that you can't move on to other endeavors. So for being an example of resilience, flexibility, and intelligence uh, in the pursuit of your passions, a sincere tip of the cap. And please keep on lawyering.